0: There are four basic rules to choosing your career. The work has to be the reward. An interesting career is better than a fun career. A career doesn't have to be a straight line and beware of unhealthy passions. My dream for you is to learn about how careers are built. Each interview shares some gems. Sit back and enjoy. I want to uh, welcome each of you to thinking about building your career. I'm your host, Janice Saunders, creator of the Confident Speaking Skills System. Along with being a mom and a competitive swimmer, I'm a mentor to girls from middle school to midlife. My goal is to empower you women to dream as big as you possibly can so you can leave a legacy that you're proud of. Today we're talking with Tiffany L Blake. She is a leader in education. And I'd like to welcome you today Tiffany, and I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your journey and how you've become a titan in the industry of education. How
1: are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good and I'm so glad and honored to be here with you this evening.
0: Well, I would like to, you know, see if we can just start around, you know, how did you end up being a psychology major at the uh, College of New Rochelle? All right. So it's interesting. I really love
1: interacting with people, um, engaging in conversation, trying to figure out what leads people to you know, perform certain behaviors. Um, and I knew that from when I was in high school. And so during the college college selection process, I um, really just tried to figure out what majors connected with that. So what major would allow me to interact with people? Um, to do so and and try to understand their behaviors. And I came across psychology, um, having conversations with faculty members and even back to high school teachers, um, sharing what you can do with a psychology degree. Um, And so that's where I kind of navigated to. while I was in college, it was interesting to also take courses that were outside of my major. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really thought at the end of the day, I would be a psychiatrist and would probably be helping people, um, you know, who will be sitting on a couch um, and be counseling through, you know, counseling them through any issues. Um, but it just turns out I had a little bit of a twist to my story. So, um, you know, it, it, psychology looks a little bit differently to me right now. Um, once I graduated with that psychology major, Um, went on to graduate school, and I focused on organizational psychology. Um, That was a a course I discovered um, while in undergrad, and um, doing organizational psychology allowed me to get an understanding of how employees work um, in the workplace, and you know, you talk to people all the time who may not be so happy in their jobs, and so that became interesting to me, Um, and so I ran with
0: that. What I find to be really interesting is that you came about a a career or a major of psychology and may not have looked exactly like what you're doing right now, Was there a pivotal point in your, you know, early part of after you graduated that actually made a change in your heart kind of to lead you towards what in the direction of what you're doing today? Oh, totally. So, um, you know, in exploring
1: organizational psychology and getting an understanding of how employees work, you know, and and what makes them happy and satisfied and productive in the workplace. um, You know, I started to reflect on what actually makes me happy and what would I want to do to make me happy in a workplace. Um, It was great that I had a a wonderful vice president for student affairs in my alma mater um, at the College of New Rochelle, and she was encouraging, she was responsive, she helped us through a lot of different issues as we navigated our collegiate journey. Um, And I realized, wait a minute, how could I, possibly put these two together. Um, So I finished graduate school with that organizational psychology degree. And I'm thinking, um, you know, there's an opportunity for me to work in a college setting it's not necessarily me making employees happy at work now and figuring out what keeps them satisfied in the workplace. But now I can do that and, and try to figure out how can I keep students happy um, and college students happy in their college setting. And that was what was trans, you know, transformational for me um, is relating it to that vice president's impact on my life and realizing that I can do the same and transform lives um, of those who are pursuing their undergraduate and
0: graduate degrees what's i really appreciate that because transformation is so important to this generation that's in college right now what they really are focusing on is doing work that matters to them they want to be involved in causes that they can get behind in their professional careers have you seen that in many of the young people that you've been working with definitely it it
1: seems like the college students right now are interested in things that involve community service social justice, um, they want to really see what their activities are are producing an outcome um, and really are influencing and making a positive impact on our society. So I'm really starting to see that um, in the last five to six years, that's really been a focus of many college students, whether they're, um, you know, regardless of what their major is, they're trying to connect it with something positive and making an impact on our community.
0: I have noticed that as well with the young people that I've been working with as uh, also because you know you, I've seen a shift from you know heavy focus into you know careers that are a little bit more abstract into something that they can really sink their teeth into you know and that and, and I and I find that to be very refreshing you know as as a, as a person who's just around young people and working with young people and talking to them, to them about their career. And, and motivating them. So I'm, I am with you 100% in the work that you do. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to speak with you. Because, you know, we, we, we both go to the same parish. And I feel like I've been going to that parish for about, you know, over 20 years. And I've kind of watched you go through the different portions of your career on the outside. And I thought, you know, this is something that young people can learn from. And I really appreciate you sharing some of these gems today.
1: No, no worries. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, because all this is, is the circle of life is what I call it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. have these gems from just myself. A lot of people poured into me. So I'm really ready to give it back.
0: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your mentor and how you how you form that relationship? Because one of the one of the things that I've noticed with young people is that they have a hard time developing mentor relationships. Right. And um, they don't know who to who is a positive mentor? Who's not a mentor? How do they start that discussion? And that's a lot of the coaching that I do is around that mentor-mentee relationship and how to develop it.
1: Okay. Um, Now having a a mentor, I think is essential um, to anyone's growth, um, you know, anyone's pursuit of what they define as success. Um, you know, there's, there's mentors who can be in your industry. They can be someone who's outside of your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want it to be someone you can develop a relationship with and that they can give you honest feedback. Um, so I actually have several mentors. Um, and I always, you know, get jokes from several people saying, you have all these mentees, you know? Um, but, but I definitely believe in whatever you learn from your experiences, you definitely should, you know, pay that forward and to share those, that information and those experiences with those who you can. Um, you know I think in terms of being a good mentee because so you want to make sure you have this mutual relationship right so your mentor is pouring into you and so what are you giving back to your your mentor as a mentee so I think if you have a, a mentor you know making sure you communicate well with them um, you know sometimes it may not just be sending emails you may have to actually pick up the phone and have a conversation with your mentor right. you know um, you want to share with them you know how how are things going so they they might be giving you advice Um, But are you sharing with them how helpful was that advice to you? Um, You know, are you sharing with them, you know, the good and the bad as one of my mentors always tells me, you know, you want to make sure that you share with them, you know, what went well and what didn't go so well. So you can kind of learn from that and grow from it. So I I totally believe having a mentor or having a few of them, um, you know, is is crucial to one's development and and their pursuit on their career journey.
0: No, I I completely agree with that. I mean, I've had several mentors over the years in and out of the industries that I've worked in. And I have to tell you, you know, just the positive movement that you make, you got to have somebody to talk to about what successes you're having, what struggles you're having. And it's always not about that mentor, you know, providing you with an opportunity but that mentor may be able to refer you to an opportunity, that mentor may be able to just file away some of the challenges you're having and offer you some feedback on places where you can grow your skill set. So I, at times I don't, I don't think that that relationship is understood as, as deeply as and, and utilized and mind as young people should do it the way that I've seen you and heard you discuss doing it. So I really appreciate you sharing that. No, you're welcome.
1: And I think mentors, like you said, they have a host of resources that we wouldn't be able to do you know, or find ourselves. Um, yes. you know, resources, networking opportunities. Um, you, know, you never know your next job could come from you know, the relationship you have with your mentor. So,
0: and not only that mentor, but the relationship that mentor might have with someone else that they send you to because they know this is synergy exactly. I and mean, that is that's the value because it's yeah. not necessarily that person that's going to do it for you but it's their network and the network of their network right that and that's stuff.
1: why it's important to be honest with your mentor because you want to make sure they, they connect you with the
0: right resources that match to what you are looking for i can definitely attest to to not fully sharing my full self one time with a, with a mentor and, mm-hmm. and she said to me, she goes, you know, I don't really think that's where you are. And I said, well, honestly, that isn't where I am. I want to be a speaker. And okay. then our total relationship changed completely. And we were able to, to develop a plan for that. So, you know, it is, it is, it is mm-hmm. very, I'm glad you brought up honesty, because oftentimes I think young people think they need to say what the person wants to hear. Right, right. And you don't need to do that. Yes, you that's, don't. that's you a little, your true you know.
1: self. You wanna, you know, share what your talents are, what your hobbies are, yeah. um, you know, every aspiration you might have, you want to make sure that you're forthcoming about that because you never know
0: where it could lead. You don't know where it could lead. And and you want to bring all of that in so that you're fully satisfied right. in your in your professional endeavors. So that, you know, I'm so glad you share that because that honesty with the mentor is that person is not responsible. And that's why I think that it's good to have sometimes mentors that are outside of your network in your job, because that is where, you know, you can get into a like a a kind of a tug of war. Mm -hmm. If your mentor is the only mentor you have is on your job.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And it can become a conflict of interest or right. you, know, you, you, you want to make sure that, um, you know, you get that industry insight, of course. But that's why I think it's important to have multiple mentors. So you get uh, different types of perspectives and then you can piece it together for what would work best for you.
0: Gem number one, multiple mentors.
1: Yes. Multiple mentors.
0: Speaking <laughs> <Multiple mentors. laughs> of mentors, I mean, I don't personally know Michelle Obama, but I feel that our generation has the benefit of seeing a a first lady that looks like us. Right. And, you know, her book Becoming was just, you know, just a wonderful exploration of what it means to be a professional, a young professional, and what it means to have a career and a life that you just had no idea how it was going to unfold. Mm -hmm. And she says in her book that, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I thought that was just, you know, like an amazing statement for somebody who was first lady to say. But right. it, was so, it was so freeing for me to hear it because, you know, I'm a bit further along in my career than you are. And I can say that I feel like I'm still unfolding. And I just was wondering how that, you know, statement fell on you.
1: Right. Well, I'll start off and say um, First Lady Michelle Obama is amazing. Um, and, you know, that really touched my heart because I always find um, that sometimes we forget that, you know, we can continue learning. So we think, you know, we have this many degrees. We um, are currently in this career we can't, that we can't change. And I think that she has lifted the top off of that and, you know, has truly said that no matter what your age is, Um, No matter how many degrees you have, your professional career, um, learning is nonstop. You know, you can capitalize and and really prosper in what your your talents are. Um, So, you know, there's some of us who know how to sew, we know how to do hair, we dance, you know, we're also multifaceted. We have so many sides of us. Um, And what she has literally said is, you know, I don't know what the future holds for me. I have a lot more that I can do, you know? So no, I'm not the, you know, the practicing law anymore, but there's so much more I can give, you know? And so I think that's where she's coming from when she says, you know, I haven't, I want to, you know, I want to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up is that she still understands that you can still learn and grow and take on so many other talents um, and impact this world in so many ways, as opposed to being, you know, kind of
0: stunted where you are. And, And it just frees you up not to be locked in and what right. I love about it is it is that it gives you the freedom to say yes to new opportunities that may be in left field that you might want to grab onto. hmm That it just has a little synergy that hits your heart and it gives you the freedom and you know it it gives you the financial stability that you need to keep going in your life. And that's something that you can say yes to. And mm-hmm. it doesn't say that you 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 can't go to, you know, that. That place. It says, exactly. I can go to that place. And that exactly. is so inspiring. Exactly. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, you're you know, it, it's just that we have so many people out here. I don't know if she has, if you've listened to her podcast, but she had Michelle Norris on recently. And one of the quotes that I just pulled from that podcast that hit me was it said, Reach for better, you know, not just normal. You know, right. don't reach for normal post the pandemic, reach for better. for better. That was the gist of it. And, and I was just like, yes, <laughs> right. reaching for better. It's
1: that yeah. cycle of continuous growth. You never want to give up on that.
0: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of literature out here about the growth mindset. And in young people, thinking that you can continue to learn and grow just puts you ahead right. of, of, the next, of the next person. You mm-hmm. know, let's be honest. It, it's competitive out here. You've got to be ready to compete and share your skill set. Right. So, uh, and that's, you know, one of the things that that uh, I would like to speak with you about. Next is what do you think that, you know, you could share with young people? What have you observed that kind of holding them back from setting themselves out there and setting the world on fire?
1: Yes, yeah, so I, would, I would probably say there's three things I would say that I, I you know, I have observed of uh, Um, You know, young people that may be holding them back. And I think, you know, the first one is this idea of comparing themselves to others. And so we're in this age of technology, you know, mostly, you know, everyone has a social media account. And in my conversations with students, you know, on a day to day basis, you see that element of comparison, right? And I think they they lose sight of everyone is unique. Um, You know, people share what they want to on social media and that we really need to just own our journeys. Um, and make them our own and excel at our own pace. Um, So that's one thing that I would probably say is that element of self comparison. Um, You know, the next idea I would probably give is this sense of, um, I think, you know, this recent generation wants immediate gratification. So they may not want to put in as much work um, you know, to receive an outcome. And so I really try to instill in students that if you want to achieve success or, you know, you know, complete that goal, you're going to have to put in the work for it. You know, we're not, you know, some of these things are not going to be handed to you. Um, you have to be willing to, um, you know, communicate, possibly stay up extra, you know, hours than you would normally do. Um, you know, you have to be able to do those things in order to achieve success. And I think the last thing I would probably recommend is that, Um, taking time to develop those personable skills. So I think with us, you know, particularly now, you know, we're all on our laptops and tablets, you know, participating in in virtual environments because that's what we have to do right now. Um, But it still doesn't take away from, you know, the aspect of developing how to communicate effectively with others. Um, So you may have to, once again, pick up the phone. Um, You know, it might be great to send a thank you card as opposed to, you know, a thank you email. Um, So it's those, you know, little things um, that really, I think, would set, you know, young people apart, um, you know, from, you know, if they want to achieve success, those are probably the three things they need to focus on is, you know, acknowledging the fact that they're unique, making sure that they, um, you know, are focused on working hard for what they want to achieve. And then lastly, you know, taking that extra step to, you know, communicate personally, uh, because those are skills that, you know, I see now are starting to, to lack in this pop, in this generation.
0: No, I think that the digital revolution that we have right here, just to, you know, dovetail on that, that this generation is poised for, you know, building a new way to communicate more personably, digitally. If anybody can figure this out, this generation that was born with a cell phone in their hand can figure out how to send a direct message to someone, how to say, hey, let's, let's, let's zoom in. Right. You know, in a week, you know, so we can talk about this or let's zoom in tomorrow because I'm really interested in what you're, what you're talking about. My idea is this. Right. So I, I do see some of that going on, but I, I, you know, as a speaking skills coach, you know, I agree, you know, we, we, we do need to make sure that we don't lose our pickup phone and hi, my name is. Right. So it may look Right. It may
1: look differently, but it's definitely not hiding behind, you know, the the screen per se, you know, so not all typing, but can we have a Zoom lunch, (laughs) you know, can we we, connect with my mentor and have a conversation and we're on, you know, on video. Um, We're not hiding our video, (laughs) you know, if possible. Um, I've
0: I've also found that a lot of young people, you know, get on these conferences and then they're hiding video. Right. And for many reasons, and I don't know what many reasons they've shared with you, but some of the reasons that they've shared with me is multitasking. And, and that's not something you want to do when you're in a class or you're at a conference right. or you're talking to your mentor. You really want to be dialed in. Exactly. You know, I'm not multitasking while I'm doing this. You know what I mean? I'm writing down the right. gems so I can share them in the, You know, when we get done, You know, as we wrap up. So I think, what are some of the uh, reasons that you think that uh, young people aren't sharing video? Because so I think shared, that lends to communication. Right, you shared one, which is the multitasking. So yes.
1: I think that now in this age, it's um, hard to focus on one thing, right? Because right. we're now used to moving, you know, whether it's the, the phones, the social media, there's videos, you know, all these things kind of keep us um, where we're kind of not focused on one thing at a time. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that has also come to my attention um, particularly recently, you know, with us, me being in a college environment have, having to quickly shift into the virtual um, learning environment is that, um, you know, some students may be doing class in a place that might not be conducive for, for learning. So, you know, they, they might be embarrassed about their background, what room they may be in. So sometimes I do get that kind of concern that comes my way is that their environment may not be conducive or they may be embarrassed um, by their background. So what we try to do now is just to encourage them to use virtual backgrounds, um, to be, you know, upfront with their professors and, you know, really come to us for support and ideas on ways in which they can still engage in the classroom um, and still feel comfortable and safe in that space.
0: And I, and I think it's even more, I'm not going to say it's more important, but it's equally as important for young professionals to be seen on video. Right. Because you don't know who's going to be at that meeting they may right. see you and you hear something they say, you can make a con- a greater connection right. when you're seen, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I do, I have heard that also about the background and people not being comfortable with their environments. If your computer is, is of a certain, you know, level, you can change the background. So that's always something mm-hmm. positive and just, talking with young people about how to set up the video so they can be seen, where the lighting should be. Right. You know, don't sit with the lighting right behind right you, you, so mm-hmm. you can be seen. I mean, that type of discussion is one that, you know, that, that really helps them to feel a little bit more confident in sharing the video. Right. And we think it's known, right? Right, right. But you know, it's great to have those
1: conversations and I'm, I'm happy to be at an institution where we're kind of forthcoming and supportive of the students in that way. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. So, I mean, you have your finger on the pulse, you know, of young people. I mean, as, as do I. I mean, I work with young people as well. But you're at the university. They're right there with you. Your job is yes. at right now. I'd like you to share a little bit about your title, what you're doing at your institution, and what you've observed as some leading success factors that young people uh, can implement and how they launch themselves into their professional life and you know basic small young adulting with a little a <laughs> got it
1: <laughs> i love that description yeah. um, so i'm currently um, interim assistant provost um, for student engagement and development at new york institute of technology um, and in that role i'm the chief student affairs officer um, so i oversee several departments Um, They range from student life, which is residence life and commuter life, um, as well as judicial affairs, so, um, you know, anything that has to do with conduct, Um, and then it can stem through career services, um, as well as international and experiential education. Um, Military and Veterans Affairs, and then we have another Department for Higher Education Opportunity Program. Um, So each of those areas directly um, interacts with students, engages with students outside of the classroom, and we do some um, academic experiences um, with faculty as well to enhance the student experience. Um, So I think um, if I could just share one highlight that, you know, we're trying to... um, roll out to students and actually it will get rolled out tomorrow it will be launched tomorrow um, is a program that we're calling Bear bites um, and bites is spelled b-y-t-e-s um, and it's a health and wellness initiative um, so I realized when I joined this institution last year um, a lot of students were in need of um, information about nutrition um, you know there was food insecurity issues that were coming my way um, and so this um, initiative is geared towards helping that student population um, so you know and thinking about you know, how we support students and what I would say to encourage students, you know, whether they're entering college students or about to graduate. um, You know, I always stress the importance of developing a relationship with faculty members. Um, Because I think that's crucial to, um, you know, going back to a a mentor, right? A faculty member can end up being a mentor. Um, But, you know, in developing that relationship with your faculty members, um, you know, you're finding out more about your um, discipline, so what you have been majoring in. Um, They might be able to connect you with resources after you graduate, um, internships while you're a student. Um, So I always encourage students to, you know, connect with their faculty. Um, also, um, from freshman year, not to wait to reach out to their career services area. Um, so car- yes, career services is important from the moment that you set foot in in that virtual classroom or in that, you know, physical That's classroom. Life. Yes, so that um, career services at every institution has a, a plan you know, from your freshman year to senior year um, to help gear you up to be ready for the professional world because, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier when we first started, you know, it's, it's hard out here, you know, to, to get into a good career and to establish yourself. And so the more you invest in yourself from your freshman year, um, the greater possibility it is that, you know, you will have that, you know, next job or graduate school, um, you know, um, opportunity once you're, you're done with your, um, with your degree. Um, and I think um, one of the other things I would probably say to college students is, you know, get out there and join clubs and organizations. You know, there are a host of clubs and organizations that relate to your major, um, but also that might relate to your talents and skills. And so that's another way to develop some skills, which I call, you know, I think the term is transferable skills that you can learn, you know, these skills outside of the, um, the classroom and they really can help you with your
0: profession and what you're doing in the classroom. And what I what I've noticed is that, you know, just joining industry clubs on the student level. You know, you get a discount when you when you when you join a club as a student. It could right. be, you know, it could be National Association of Engineers, it could be the National Association of Journalists. And, you know, you're gonna get a student discount and you're gonna be able to meet industry professionals and and start preparing what your voice is gonna be inside that industry. Start connecting where you think your skill set and personality might fit within an industry. That industry exploration is, is really important. And, you know, with, with things like Twitter and Instagram, it does allow young people to start lending their voice to Mm -hmm. these different conversations and, you know, having some conversations with people. And that's another way that, um, I've noticed that this generation is entering into professional conversations while they're in college, you know, to Mm -hmm. launch their professional lives. And using what I like about that is that they're using social media in a positive way. Right. At times social media can be so draining, you know, Mm -hmm. that young people feel they need to take a break from social media, you know, and this is a way that, that I have found. And, help young people to kind of figure out how to engage with social media where if they feel like they're learning and they're developing a voice within their career and within their profession and industry because everything that you want to know in your industry is not going to be in the career services department
1: exactly right
0: there in the world and it's going on and the conversation is happening as we speak
1: Right. Yeah, You have to network. Right. You have to network. And I would add to that too, you know, you're doing these clubs and organizations, but you know, you can develop your leadership skills too, taking on some roles, um, you know, and, and I think what was a a turning point for me was actually doing that with the cultural club. So, you know, I immediately joined the black student union when I, you know, got to college. And I think that was my connection. So it was, you know, I developed a network of friends, you know, around me, but also, connected with the faculty advisor for that group. Um, You know, there's also Greek life on campuses and and those are also ways you're developing yourself personally, um, getting all these leadership skills, but also setting up um, this network around you that once again, these are connections that can help you um, to get that next opportunity um, because they they are out in the world.
0: No, I totally appreciate you sharing that. And I'll share just a a tiny bit about me and, and that, because it made me think about that in my own personal journey, because I'm a competitive swimmer. So I've always been involved in swimming and I didn't do an internship when I was in college. I didn't do one until graduate school. And not only did I not have an internship, but while I was on campus, I was completely immersed in swimming. You know, I was involved in, you know, maybe one club. But I can see how that, I, didn't, I wouldn't say it stunted my growth, because I feel like, you know, everybody gets where they're going to get. Right. But I can see that the young people who, are involved, who were involved in internships that I was in school with, they were able to develop mentors earlier than I was. And what I like about that, which young people do now, some do and some don't, but the importance of it is it starts seeding dreams in you early right. about what you want for your professional life. Right. You know, you start meeting people in the professional world that you might not have ever thought okay. existed. Right. And that's that little seed that's planted. So I really encourage young people. I don't care if you've got to develop your own internship. <laughs> you <have laughs> right. And you got to develop your own project, pitch it and get it done. Right. And then the
1: next step to that, too, is making sure that, you know, from your freshman year, you're developing that resume. So you know, if you are a member of a club or organization, um, you know, you're leading in, in, in a club or organization, um, you're making sure that's added to your resume because all of those things, I mean, I always you know, try to ref- reflect back, how did I get this leadership trait? You know? And I think back, wow, it was, I think while I was president of the Black Student Union or it was when I was vice president of my um, Greek chapter, um, I think that you start to really develop those skills
0: by being involved in those types of activities. And and what it takes is courage. Right. It It does take courage to step up and speak up and say, hey, maybe I should run for secretary first. Mm -hmm. And then I can run for vice president or president. But but I I really see I'm not saying a lack, but a fear of Mm -hmm. speaking up and really embracing that goal within your within young people within themselves, that they're not embracing that, I want that, because maybe I'm not going to be good enough. And that scares me. And that's, that's one of the reasons I took on speaking skills, because it's not only what you say to the world, but it's what you're saying to yourself about what you can do. And that little internal conversation can handle some tweaking from time to time. Right. You know, so, I mean, not only for young people that are in college, you know, I have to tweak my internal conversation at times, you know. Same
1: here, particularly in these times.
0: <laughs> right. right. So I mean, you know, that, that's just, it's just a joy to hear, you know, that we're all on this continuum. Mm-hmm. We all have something that we can share with young people to, you know, lift them up. And, you know, and we, I can connect with people where that's what they're doing. Because that's the kind of joy and love that I want to bring out of young people. Right. You know, and I and I and I know that this is a tough time right now. Yes, it I mean, is. How are you working through leading yourself through this kind of challenge, mm-hmm. not alone all of the agencies yes. and and that you have to work with? within the college. I mean, how are you leading yourself through this type of challenge?
1: So a lot of (laughs) self-talk.
0: so And it
1: starts from the moment I open my eyes until the moment I close them. Um, But I would say, um, you know, we're all dealing with this crisis in different ways in different capacities. Um, So for me, it's really just having a great support system Um, You know, being able to, you know, bounce ideas and how I'm feeling off of um, family members. Um, But also I've developed that relationship with my colleagues and and peers at work. So even, you know, having that foundation and being able to, you know, express and check in with each other to make sure we're all okay. Yes. Um, Yes. And then, um, you know, I would also, you know, foremost to all of that is definitely having that religious, um, you know, support. So, um, you know, whether you're spiritual or religious, you know, really having that grounding in your faith, um, and being able to, you know, pray about it, to meditate about it, um, to talk to your spiritual leaders um, about what you're going through and how you're Mm -hmm. feeling and and giving that moment of of, um, inspiration. Um, This week, I had an experience where, you know, I did share with a spiritual friend um, you know how I was feeling and immediately we were sharing gospel songs you know back and forth and so those are things that kind of help you you know to navigate um, through these tough times Um, but I often you know people are struggling with what do you do and how are you leading during this time you know I always think about um, what would I want to see in a leader um, you know if I'm working with someone um, who needs to guide me to achieving my goal Um, so I I have this um, um, I guess Phrase I use is R-, R cubed, and it's be ready, um, be responsive, and reflect. So I think in times of crisis, sometimes we wanna you know, kind of you know, be in a shell and try to hide from the world. Um, but I think that's the time when you really should kind of come out and, and shine, and, but you have to be ready to do that. So that's where my first R comes from. So that's being prepared, um, you know, knowing that it might be a tough day, but you, know, you have your pen and paper, you have your post-its, you know, your computer is charged, and let's just do it. Um, (laughs) Right. And so um, the second R is be responsive. So I always think in times of crisis, you have to be available. Um, You know, you can't let things just sit. Um, You have to at least acknowledge them, even if you can't fully respond. Um, But you want to make sure that, you know, people see that you're there and you're present. And you're responding to whatever that need may be. Um, and then the last R I would say is actually to reflect on, you know, reflect on the day, reflect on your highs, your lows, your in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you change if you had the opportunity to do so the next day? Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that piece is, is important, too, to maintaining your kind of sanity during, during chaos. Um, I'm often with my team. I'm very honest um, about you know my schedule, about my abilities, what I'm able to do in a certain time frame. Um, because if people have expectations or they have deadlines, you want to make sure that you're getting it to them. Particularly, um, you know, when you're in the middle of a crisis. So, um, you know, you're doing all those things, um, asking for help, um, making sure you're an optimist You know, no one ever wants to be in a crisis and everyone around them is saying, no, this, you know, the ship is going to sink. You know, you want to have someone say, no, we're going to get out of this ship. So let's keep it moving, you know? Right. Um, So you You want to
0: be Debbie Downer today. Right, right, exactly. I want to see your moment. And we don't right. want to be Debbie Downer. For exactly, that. right, right. I, we, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. And we got to really check ourselves sometimes if we feel that pull of Debbie Downer coming in us. Exactly. I, love, I love the flexibility in, this, in, in your ready, responsive, and reflective because that requires flexibility. Right. You know, flexibility during these days because things change every day for people every day yep you have to
1: be patient um you know you have to encourage your teammates you know celebrate them when they've you know done something great um in this season um because it's hard you know and you never know what battles people are fighting personally when they you know come into whether it's a college classroom or they're coming into an office so making sure you encourage them too
0: yeah i i just love all of that you know and just the reflective portion i mean the reflection the reflectiveness in terms of the gratitude that, you know, we have for health and safety and things that we're not even thinking of that really are health for us, you know, just reflecting on that gratitude. I I love the portion about how this just fits in with the, with the nutrition program and the wellness program at your, at your school, because what I have seen with young people and, and have observed is that sometimes there's a there's a kind of a rut that they get into and the the just the flowering of their ideas and personality takes a little bit of time to kind of unfold and just working on that heart the heart right. center that they have and and just being ready responsive and reflective how that can just you know open them up right it's this you know i hope I'm I'm hoping that you've got a banner. I might even, you know, put that, you know, on my Instagram page with you as a quote. so I hope you don't mind. I might. Be oh, no, that's
1: totally okay. No, just yeah, it's something that I I found it, it it was it it became important to me because I realized that, you know, it can be tiresome. You know, you can you need something to to motivate you and if you're not taking that time, you know, for yourself and to say, okay, this is what my strategy is going to be. Um this is how I'm going to, you know, assess it. Mm -hmm. um is this working for me um and that that's that's you know it's so important in these times because you really can become tired you know Mm -hmm. and get run down and but you want to make sure that you reflect on each moment and and can make room for change and being flexible and being patient with yourself and and kind to yourself
0: yes and I also heard you say something about managing your time in that as well yes everybody's got a deadline you've got a deadline. Exactly. students have deadlines Mm -hmm. and you know, you have personal deadlines that, you know, you have in your life. Mm -hmm. So keeping those front and center while we're doing all of this change management and learning how to be more agile in this is really a key, a key to success. Yes. So I want to thank you, Tiffany. You're and very- you if there are any other gems that you'd like to share before we kind of wrap up and see if there's a way that I can take a question. If somebody has a question, you could kind of write it in the chat and I'll be happy to share it with, with Tiffany.
1: Okay. No, I mean, the, the last thing I would, you know, love to say is, um, you know, we all have um, in us the ability to succeed, right? And it's going to look different, success is going to look differently for all of us. Um, But it's taking time to, um, you know, be kind to yourself, um, identify what your strengths are, where you have areas of improvement, um, and really just taking that time to say, this is what I would like to pursue at this time. And I always say at this time, because, you know, like we spoke about Michelle Obama, you know, we all have multiple, facets to ourselves. And so um, this life gives us a chance to celebrate all of those facets to ourselves. And so, um, you know, take that time to figure out what it is that we wanna do and just go for it um, and use all of those resources and networks around you um, to make it happen.
0: I'm checking in the question and answer. I don't see any questions at the moment in the chat. I do see uh, a couple of people just giving you total shout outs for, because you are their mentor and you are giving the gems and you really sharing can oh, you see that i'm curious can you see the, curious, okay. you see the yeah let's see because you may know who okay. it is
1: oh yes i do to know who this is so she's actually so our um, alma mater is the college of new rochelle and so um the motto there was wisdom for life Um, And that's really what we were taught. So Candace was one of my students um, and now she's a really good close friend and she's actually a student affairs practitioner um, in Texas. And so it's great to see her flourishing because I know that she started out in Student Government Association um, and I hope to develop um, one of those, um, hope to develop her and one of those leadership capabilities. Um, And there's another Nancy, she also was part of student government at CNR. Um, and Wisdom for Life really just, you know, it taught us everything that we were just talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's continuous growth. There's, there's no, you know, reason to stop learning, um, to stop exploring new things, to, to, you know, step out on faith and try something new. Um, and so I really, you know, if there's anything that I remember and will hold dear from my college experience was that motto, Wisdom for Life.
0: Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, Candace, for you know, checking in. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, each of you has found a little gem in thinking about building your career. And just to kind of wrap up with a, puff, a couple of gems that I'm taking away. Mm-hmm. One is definitely, you know, having multiple mentors, you know, inside your, your career and maybe outside of outside of your career. And the other one is, you know, just let go of comparing and despairing and focus in on what your personal goal is and what your personal best that you're going for. Right. Another, you know, that I that I like to see is, you know, if you see a professional development skill that you need, like communication, mm-hmm. go for it. Right. Practice communicating now while you're a student, while you're an early professional, because as you move along, those are skills that, um, that you're you're going to be expected to have developed and it's not going to it's it's going to be tough that uh it's going to be tough to develop those later on in your career so i really i really think that's a, a really good thing for you to kind of stay with is working on your own professional development right you know as a as a as a best practice no matter what stage you're in
1: right, right.
0: take your own personal development by the horns.
1: Right, right.
0: And, and using,
1: you know, and I, th- and I think to complement that, it's also, um, you know, seeing who are the leaders in the industry that you're in, you know, take away some key attributes from them. So some key characteristics that really stand out to you and you say, you know, to yourself, oh, that's an area that I could probably develop in. You know, that's, that's a personality attribute that, you know, wow, I really admire that. Um, maybe that's what's helping him or her be successful in, in their career um and really taking those experiences away too because i think whether it's you know mentors or other leaders you see in your industry you can learn from them
0: as well with that tiffany i want to make sure no one else in the chat no one else in the q and a i want to say thank you dr blake for sharing with us today your journey your professional journey gems on how young people can launch their professional lives and really do well while they're in college to build that you know professional pipeline for themselves and i look forward to having thinking about building your career as a series and i want to thank you for your support and encouragement Mm -hmm. in doing that so i thank all the participants and um I'm all done (laughs) all right thank you
1: Janice for having me it's been an honor
0: very welcome (laughs) have a great day everyone I hope each of you enjoyed this webinar and learned a few gems you can use on your professional journey for more inspiration and information to build the career of your dreams follow me on Instagram at the real Janice Saunders until then be busy being who you want to be and living a lifestyle that suits you just fine.